and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, my friend Twyla, how are you? I am blessed and so excited that I am one day closer to my weekend again. So Lord, I'm mercy for the weekend. When you're retired, I know it doesn't matter to you, but for some of us that still slub it away at the workplace, the weekend is still, still grinding, still a welcome change. So anyway, let's get right into our scripture. I wanted to read from First uh, Samuel 17, a few verses out of First Samuel 17. And uh, I think these are going to be definitely encouraging scriptures that we can use for our discussion today. They're not they're not foreign if anyone is uh, is knowledgeable about the scriptures. This is about David and uh, when he was getting ready to go and fight Goliath. But 1 Samuel 17, starting at verse number 33 and reading hmm. through 37, it says, And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are only a youth. And he is a man of war from his youth. And David said to Saul, your servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Your servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall, shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. Amen. Uh, and I will read from in Hebrews 11, the first um, verse, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Father, we're grateful unto you and we bless your holy name. We thank you, God, that each week you speak into our ear that we may bring the message to the people, that it will encourage them, dear Father, to stand and to go forth in the power of your might. We're grateful, Father, for your word says that these words that are written in the Bible, they are for uh, an example, oh, Father. For you are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. So, Father, we thank you that you've given us uh, the confidence and the instructions to stand and to defeat our enemies in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
Cause us, bring to our remembrance the things that you've done in the past, oh Father. Those victories, those events and occasions where we stood, dear Father, on your name, on your word. And as a result, God, you gave us the victory even though the odds were stacked against us. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. You know, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was in church and they sang a song that I had never heard before. And I just want to quote the lyrics because it's really uh, when the Lord placed upon my heart uh, some of the things that we'll talk about this e this evening. But the song says, you can do anything, talking about God, you can do anything. You're great and you're mighty. All I need is a memory of a victory, like a stone in a sling, like every time that you fought for me. First came the bear, then came the lion. Now comes the giant, down goes the giant. All I need is the memory. This was the refrain that we sang. All I need is the memory of a victory to incite and to ignite my confidence and faith in God. And, and the song says, first came the lion, then came the bear, now comes the giant. And so I just really want to talk about lions and bears and giants, those things that pose themselves as obstacles in our lives that present uh, formidable opposition that if we are not walking by faith would cause us to cower in fear like the men of Israel were doing uh, when David came to uh, bring food and, and uh, refreshment to his brothers. He saw the men of Israel, the army, the defenders, the protectors of Israel cowering uh, from the great Goliath. And he just recounted, you know, he said, let me have at him, you know, let me have at him. And they said, you're just a boy, you know, go sit down somewhere. And he said, listen, I may be a boy, but I was tending to my father's sheep and a bear came and a lion came and the Lord delivered. And they took one of the sheep and the Lord uh, blessed me to pull that a lamb out of the mouth of that lion, out of the mm -hmm. mouth of that bear and delivered them into my hand. And the same God that did that will deliver this giant. So let's talk about it. All I need is the memory of a victory to slay these lions and bears and giants in my life. Amen. Amen. That is a um, um, an, a, um, a famous uh, story. And I don't mean it lightly when I call it a story, but it is an account that actually happened uh, and it's written in the Bible that David slayed the lion and the bear and the giant in order to let the people know that that giant, that Philistine, it means nothing compared to what he's already gone through. He basically was saying, if God gave me the strength to conquer them, the lion and the bear, surely he will do the same when it came to this giant. And the thing that got me about this is, that when David came down to the, the battle, the battle line, he came down there to give food to his brother. And he saw and heard this giant taunting the Israelites. And he said this, he said, who is this uh, uncircumcised giant that would dare come against the armies 
of the most high God. And that is one of those famous quotes. Sometimes you have to have that righteous indignation in your spirit when the enemy is attacking your God and your faith. And we know that the testimony of the righteous is one of the weapons that God tells us we will use to defeat our enemy. Uh, and without, there is no testimony without a test. So that is one of the, one of the uh, points we'd like to talk about. There is no testimony without a test. You're going to go through trial and opposition. You're going to go through affliction and hardship. You're going to be tested in your faith. And that testing and trying of your faith will produce in you uh, the confidence and the testimony that God can do anything but fail. But your faith will be tried and your confidence will be tested and you will go through, some through the fire, some through the flood, but we are going to go through that we might bear witness and prove out that God is who he said he is. And not just is he who he said he is, but he's all of that in my life. So uh, we wanna make sure that as we're walking this, this faith walk, that we are proving uh, what the scriptures say about our God. And don't worry, you don't have to look for the trouble. You don't have to look for the test. The trying of your faith is what you are going to go through because you're a believer. You will be tried. You will be tested. And your faith will prove, if when you stand upon it, your faith will prove that he is who he said he is. Amen. And in Hebrews 11, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Meaning that as we speak the word, now believing that God has given us what we need to defeat this enemy, that it shall be done. And we will see the evidence of it as we begin to step out, believing what the Lord has said, believing that we are able to conquer all our enemies, not on our own strength, not by power nor by my might, but it is by his spirit that it can be done and it will be done because God has proven himself to us. Amen. And in our faith, I mean, it, it, it's a faith walk. He's called us to walk by faith. So when he's, when our faith is being tested and tried, it's, it's not so, it's not so much that uh, it happens on both sides, right? It's not so much that God will get to see what's in us. God already knows. He already knows. He already knows how you're going to respond. It's so that you will know what is in your heart. It's so that you will see how you respond under pressure. It's so that you will get to see the glory of God when you take him at his word. So it's the trying of your faith is for you. It's not for God. It's for you. It's not to prove anything to God. It is so that God can prove to you. You know, remember, mm -hmm. remember when, um, I think it was Peter that said, Lord, I'll go with you like to die, I'll die for you and everything. Mm -hmm. He said, before the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. I mean, I, I already knew this, but just so you can see. So you will see. Yeah. You ain't so suchy much. You, 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 you think you will do, you will walk on water and, and do great exploits if you were tested. But I want you to know you're not quite there yet. So the trying of your faith proves in, 
it proves and, and makes evident to us what is in our own hearts. Mm. It allows us to perfect that faith in God. So I see where I am, but when Peter, when Peter actually experienced that fall, uh, because Jesus had told him that's what would happen. And when he, when it happened, he felt ashamed. He felt demoralized. Matter of fact, I don't know if you recall in those verses that when Jesus had um, given up the ghost and they thought that all their hope was gone, Peter said that he was going fishing. He backslid. And then when Jesus, when they knew Jesus had risen from the dead, he had shown himself. He said, go tell my disciples and Peter. Because he knew Peter did not consider himself a disciple anymore. He had backslid. He had fallen from the faith. He had failed just where how Jesus said he would. So he didn't even consider himself one of the disciples. And he, he didn't consider himself worthy to be called a disciple. That's why he specifically said, tell my disciples and Peter. Because I want him to know I still love him. I still count him as one of the chosen. So when your faith is being tried and when God is proving himself uh, to us through the trying of our faith, there are many times that the failures that we will experience will make you think that you are no longer worthy to be called a son of God, but know very sure that God still loves you. Amen. And isn't that part of the testimony, the process of the journey the process that you, you know, even when we talked about last week, uh, no, it was in prayer. And of course, you know, I, I bought a car and it was delivered, but you know, you, we prayed about that, how God, um, you know, manifest the promise and how excited, you know, we, we, I was about it. Once I saw it, once it was in front of my house, once it came off that truck, but listen, when I began to tell the people testifying of it as well, that I almost gave up on that. I almost told them, take that car and please just leave me alone. That was part of that testimony. I almost, and it blessed someone else when I even told them, I almost gave up on the car. And as a result of that testimony, it blessed someone else because she is going through some things. And she said that she was on the verge of giving up until she heard the testimony. So it brought to her remembrance that I can't give up. I got to stand. I got to believe God. That, all that what you were even saying about David and then ourselves, that's all the process in, in gathering the testimony. Because in a testimony, you know, you tell about the process, you tell about the good and the bad. But at the end, the final result, the outcome is God help me defeat my enemy. God God is faithful. Because he says we overcome by the word of our testimony. Our testimony is used to defeat the enemy. That's right. To encourage us and others. Like you said, it encouraged you, but it encouraged the person that you were telling it to. And our testimony is used to build our faith. Your testimony is vitally important uh, to your walk with God. It's vitally important to your witness uh, of God. It's vitally important to your faith in God. Your testimony is used to defeat your enemy. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is used for, to defeat your enemy. And as I said before, uh, I was reading this uh, article. This man was talking about the testimony. The testimony set 
precedence, meaning that there is an example where God delivered and came through for somebody else, with you know, for somebody else. So you take that. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he did it for her, surely he'll do it for me. That is what the testimony does, is to encourage and to let people know that he is God. And I'm and no respecter of person. And, and you know what? You remember after David did slay Goliath, that the Bible says the women began singing songs. They made yes. songs about him. And they said, David, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. They were singing his testimony and others were encouraged. But when whatever brings encouragement and uplifting to the saints of God always brings anger and anguish to your Come on. So when, sure you, when the women began to sing the testimony of David, the exploits of David and the power of his God, the enemy got angry and took over Saul's spirit and Saul became jealous and enraged because he began looking at it like they like David more than they like me. Mm -hmm. He was missing the point altogether, but others were hearing it. Those who were walking in the spirit of God would hear it and be encouraged and uplifted and rejoice because God had shown up and defeated the giant, but the enemy would hear it and he would be enraged and jealous and angry because God has shown up and defeated the giant. Absolutely. God, and Twilight, as you're talking, what came to me when we read the scripture that says, and God laughed at the enemy. I believe that's a form of God laughing at the enemy. Mm. For, what, for, for what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for the good. And I believe that that rejoicing that the, the, the women did with, um, you know, with David, and it made Saul angry, that spirit in him was angry, that it really is God laughing at the enemy you thought tell the enemy you thought you had him we even can say you know i thought he had me, but god, god god but god there's the scripture that says that when i called when i called upon the name of the lord the battle shifted to my favor shoot come mm. on here and you know, you know, we, um, a while ago, it's been a few years, but we wrote a song, each of us, uh, from yes. the group wrote her. I think it'd be really good that, that we write another one, but your song bears witness of your testimony. You begin praising God for the things he has done. And I never forget that, uh, Johnny James, one of, we used to call him the walking Bible. His mother wrote a song. And we quote it as, especially in testimony, we used to quote it, but it says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I praise God for saving me. When I think of his goodness, meaning when I recall to mind, that's what the scripture says, this I recall to mind and therefore I have hope. When I recall to mind how good God is, when I recall to mind what he did for me in days past, when I recall to mind how he delivered me in times past, 
Oh, I began to bless his name because I get excited to when I remember what he's already done. It makes me realize that if he did it before, he can do it again. That's why the song mm -hmm. said, all I need is the memory of a victory. If I can, if I can remember what he did before, it will give me confidence and faith and hope mm -hmm. and expectation mm -hmm. that he mm -hmm. can and will do it again. Yeah. And you know, you talked about the, how people, the naysayers, you know, how they are, uh, 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 say something, you know, the enemy worked through them. And, and I remember, um, you know, I think it was last year, I was, went to the doctor and she was telling me this diagnosis and everything. And um, she got mad because I challenged her. Uh, I'm saying, no, I don't, I don't have that. She says, she said, I'm just, I'm just tired of people. When I go to tell them and they go into basically, she want to say the, what the word of the Lord says. And, and I just told her, I said, well, you, you know, he healed me of this and he healed me of that. Why not this? And so you got, you know, that's just bringing to remembrance. Listen, nothing is too hard. If God has done this before, what make you think he can't do it again? And it's even the same thing with David when you were reading it, where uh, people were discounting David's ability to slay this giant. His brother got mad. The soldiers got mad. Um, you know, even Saul kind of questioned, you know, if he was really able to do this. And then that's when he came with that testimony. Listen. I slayed the lion, the bear, and the and, and I can also slay this giant. And so, you know, so, sometimes, now sometimes you just got to bring to remembrance what he has done. What he has done. And, you know, we are walking by faith and not by sight. Sometimes you have to put those naysayers and doubters out like Jesus did when he went to the yes. house of Jairus. You have to put those naysayers and doubters out when you're walking by faith. Anything that attacks your confidence and faith, anything that tries to negate the word of God in your heart. The Bible says, cast down every evil thought and wicked imagination. Make it subject to the word of God. Put those people who mock and jeer and laugh and scoff at your confidence in God, put them out of your life, put them out of your, uh, out of your, uh, out of the way of your ability to hear what they're saying, because you want to tune them out. And I don't know if you remember, but Shirley Caesar, there used to be a song that most of us sang. It was very popular that Shirley Caesar sang. And it says, you may feel down and feel like God has somehow forgotten that you are faced with circumstances that you can't get through. But right now, it seems that there's no way out and you're going under. God's proven time and time and time again, he'll fix it for you. He'll take care of you. And it says, um, I may not know how and I may not know when, but God will do it again. If he did it before, that ought to put the confidence and faith and boldness in you to say he'll do it again. And that's what we want to encourage your heart that if he delivered you from whatever your lion is, whatever your bear is, if he delivered you from past uh, trials and afflictions, past disease and illness, past trials and afflictions, he can deliver you from what you are facing today. The lion, the, the, lion, the bear, and the giant, he 
if all you need is to recall to mind the memory of a past victory will propel you to the victory that lies ahead of you. Just trust God that he will do it again. Whatever, whatever you need him to do, if he's done it before, he'll do it again. Amen. Amen. I, I agree. And we have to remember that. Even some of us will uh, have a test tomorrow when we, um, you know, when we wake up in the morning, even before we go to bed, we will have a test. And we have to know that whatever comes against us, that through God, we're able to overcome it, that we're able to defeat this enemy. And, you know, it wouldn't be any harm in asking God, you know, what is this that's coming against me? What is this enemy? You know, and God will allow you to know what it is and how to stand against it. That's God giving us, giving the discernment and he is on our side. And so it's no harm in just asking him, you know, what is this? Who is this enemy? Uh, what is this enemy that's coming against me? And you don't have to know how he's going to do it. You don't have to know when he's going to do it. All you have to do is believe that he is going to do what he said he would do. He said in six months, I'll not leave you. And in seven troubles, I'll in no way, no way forsake you. He is so faithful to his word. Not one, not one of all of his glorious promises has ever fallen to the ground unfulfilled. You may not know how, you may not know when, but trust him that he will do it again. He will deliver you from the hand of the giant because he delivered you from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. And there is none that can stand before you when you call on his great name. So we speak the mighty name of Jesus over you. As we pray in conclusion of this, we just pray that God give you the memory of a victory to propel you into the confidence and faith you need to trust him when you can't see him and believe him when you can't uh, see your way out. Just trust he will do it again. Father God, we are grateful um, on this word that God, that you have given us in the name of Jesus. Oh God, help us to recall to memory. Oh Father, the things that you've done in our lives, Father, in the name of Jesus, that it gives us the confidence and the wherewithal to stand upon your word, believing that whatsoever thing that you said, dear Father God, you will do. For you're not a man that you should, should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. But if you said it, you would do it. You said you watch over your word to perform it. And so, Father God, as we stand on the word of God, as we stand in faith, oh God, that we will, Lord, see the outcome of our enemies being defeated. And that, Father God, that we'll be, we'll, <laughs> we'll be sure to testify of the goodness of the Lord, that God, that it will encourage others. It will give others confidence, dear Father, to stand in the battle knowing, dear Father God, that you will defeat our enemies. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. for tuning in this has been twyla southhall and lj renee with what does the lord say 
Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.